This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Reindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch. Look at that. The boys are back together. Ben and Woods, 97.3. The fan. Everybody's here. Everybody is, in fact, in. And uh, it's good to be back after a uh, very rainy and cold and kind of cruddy weekend. Let's get our heads right on a Monday. Last week of the year for your boys here. This is it. We're out of here until the uh, 3rd of January. So let's make it a good one. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Benjamin Higgins, back from his golf excursion, is here. He's looking refreshed, and uh, your hands are all chapped from golfing, and your feet probably hurt. So you're saying that I have to work just five more days, and then I get to go on ninth vacation? Is it eighth or ninth? I can't remember. Have you lost track? I have, actually. How can you lose track? It's been so many... So many vacations. Once every two weeks, it feels like. But, I may uh, have actually, uh, I may have actually hit my limit of golf <laughs> over the weekend. Ask, yeah. I was going to ask you. So you played five rounds, three days. Five rounds in three days. Yeah. There was a there was a uh, brief time uh, when my beloved uh, wife and I were not we were not uh, together. We, we were weren't married. We were unmarried at the time. No kids. But we uh, split for about a year. And I took that opportunity, Ben, to do as much. Of the things that I wanted to do that I could, like play adult league baseball. So I signed up for four teams, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. And every now and then, more often than not, it would time out where I had a 9 o'clock game on Saturday morning, then a 1 o'clock, then a 9 o'clock on Sunday, and a 1 o'clock. That's uh, 36 innings of, of baseball, a doubleheader on Saturday and Sunday. And by about the sixth inning of game two on Sunday, I'd be standing out at first base or third base, and I'd be going, get me out of here. Get me out of here. I don't want another at-bat. Please don't hit a grounder my way. I'm done. I just want to go home. It's a good reminder as we watch and envy these professional athletes, their lifestyles. Yes, yes. Yeah, you get to play a game for a living. All right, go ahead. Play golf every day for three days, sunrise to sunset. And tell me how much you like playing golf for a living. For a living. Yeah. For a living. The this pressure was... of having to do well yeah. to make money. It just I can I can feel it. I mean, as a baseball player, basketball, whatever it is, 
when that is actually your life, I can see that some of the fun probably drains out of it pretty quickly. I bet you there are professional golfers that wake up and it's the they made the cut, right? They made the cut, but they know, I mean, they know they have to go 17 under to 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 make it any sort of run. They're grinding and, out to win a couple extra thousand, which yeah, yeah. is what they have to do. Which is what every, they have to do. Every shot. But that when you wake up on that third day, you're like, "Oh my god, I got to go putt and chip." And that's right what happened now. to me. I had actually my best round so Saturday was our last day and I I woke up had my best round Saturday morning on a really good tough course, the Nicholas Tournament Course at PGA West. I played a couple of Nicholas's Nicholas courses when I was in Michigan. Dude, they're no joke. Like, yeah, that guy's I, a sadist. We played the blue tees. I made no double bogeys. I shot a 79. It was a really good round. And then we had a, a second round in the afternoon at a different course, a little, little easier. And I thought, okay, this is it. This is my round. You know, maybe go for par or something like that. Yeah. And I got a few holes in, and I just mentally lied. Double you lose bogey, it. Double bogey, double bogey. And I'm like, okay, I think I fried myself. Yeah. I, I rallied and, and played okay. But I at some point, you just mentally lose it, even when you're having fun. Yeah. There's only so much you can take. What's the oldest adage, man, of you can have too much of a good thing. You absolutely can have too much of a good thing, except for Ben and Woods. That's the one thing you can't get too much of. Uh, you can listen four hours a day. Yeah, but if you Woods. had to like keep listening like every all, all day, day, every day, you probably would get tired of. It. We would be the worst show uh, in of all time if we had to go any longer than we have to do uh, now. Paulie and I were off on Friday, but we were here. It was like a it was like a teacher in service day. I remember you, those. Remember those days I mean, for kids? It was great. Yeah, kids love for it. teachers. I have no idea. Is that a, well, at least the kids aren't there when we yeah, show up. Is prob- that what it's, it's like? probably nice. You probably get some work done, and that's how Paulie and I felt. We got some work done in here. People were mad at us that we took off, and and I get it. I was driving home, and I was sampling uh, other radio stations in the morning, and I understand now why you guys were mad at us. I do. You need us, and we need they you. They probably and- would have rather listened to you guys just doing your doing the We could have just cracked the mic. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so what do you want to do for the Christmas show on Friday, Paulie? I really have no idea. Yeah, that's going to be on Friday, so... If you're a Tier 1, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's the Ben and Woods Christmas and Holiday Extravaganza. We've done it now, what, three years, something like that, three, four years. It's a whole show devoted to to Christmas and holidays and having fun. There's not going to be much sports on that day. So for the I hate Ben and Woods because Woods talks about his kids and wants to talk about not sports, Uh, that's going to be a tough day for you. That's their Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, that's their Super Bowl. It's the haters' Super Bowl uh, on (laughs) Friday. I mean, if the Padres trade over Sean Murphy, we'll mention, well, obviously. So that's that's kind of the caveat I wanted to lay out this morning is, yeah, man, if something happens big with the Padres, sure, we'll stop down and we'll, we'll spin it like, We'll spin it like, hey, look at this Christmas present. Everything will be tied back to Christmas and holidays uh, somehow. So that's going to be on Friday. We're going to be helping some families in need. We've got the link up. It's ready to go. If you know a family that uh, could use a little extra help this Christmas, go to 973thefansd.com slash holiday and nominate a family in need. And uh, we'll hook them up if if you know we read the story and it makes sense for us um, and it matches up well. We will uh, we will hook them up with a five hundred dollar gift card, Ben, courtesy of our sponsors, Bird Rock Coffee Roasters, um, Seven Mile Casino, and uh, of course our beloved uh, NRG Nancaro Realty Group. Oh, does she sponsor that stadium in Houston, NRG no, Stadium? No, just the uh, just oh. the uh, Ben and Woods that's Christmas. Not, okay, and, different and NRG. That's, that's that's my Mrs. That's very he's, nice, he's been thinking about that. He has. All I had weekend. never. No, I had never even thought of NRG being. A, 
NRG until you said it right then. You get it? Energy. Energy. NRG. 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 So, uh, yeah, we're, we're very appreciative to all of our sponsors, but really appreciative to you guys. So if you know somebody that could use some extra help, 973thefansd.com slash holiday. Nominate that family and we'll take care of it. You look like you had a wild time on Saturday night at Pachanga Arena. The craziest thing. It was Friday night. Friday night it at Pachanga Arena. Absolutely the craziest sporting event I've ever been a part of. Ever in my whole life. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. Ever. Obviously, I read about it. The Seals fell behind, what, 10 to 3? It was 10 to 2 at half. 10 to 2. We got, sh- I mean, it was. It that's, was that's like in, in lacrosse. That's a butt kicking. Yeah, you we're, got embarrassed. We're getting, we're getting our ass kicked, and we're getting out muscled and outworked and everything. And it was kind of a bummer, man. It was the home opener. Had about 7,500 people there. I mean, it was a good, good sized crowd for opening night. And uh, I was hyped and. You know, and next thing you know, it's 10-2. We scored once in the third, so it's 10-3 going into the fourth. And we're about to get embarrassed. We are about to get embarrassed. And uh, all of a sudden, man, the weirdest thing happened. They did this new bit, courtesy of Board and Brew, who we love very much. Uh, they had these long, you guys saw the rally loaf, yeah? No, the rally loaf. You know what you guys didn't see, the rally loaf? I ha- So they have this long loaf of bread. But it's a stuffed plush animal. It's like a stuffed plush loaf of bread. Well, they had this new bit. The hey, you, we're going to start here. We're going to start on the other side. You guys pass it around and throw it. And so they're throwing it around, and it's really funny. It looks great. The visual is awesome. The crowd was into it. All of a sudden, the rally loaf ends up on the the turf. And I looked at the ref. I go, "Bring me the loaf." So I grab the loaf, and I ask, I ask you not. I'm holding the loaf. Goal, 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 goal. All for the seals. Next thing you know, it's tied. We have scored seven unanswered goals whilst giving up none. Uh, and next thing you know, it's 10-10. And I'm like, oh, my God, the rally loaf is a real deal. They end up, then we take the lead. We're up 12-10, Ben. 12-10. They tie it. We go to overtime. One goal wins it. We win it. It was unbelievable. I was so cashed when it was over. I thought I was having a stroke. I mean, I was screaming so loud into the mic. Banging on the glass. My hands are all sore. Worth every minute. Uh, if you haven't been to a Seals game, you have to come out. They're all bananas. They're all a blast. Uh, and it was it was one of the coolest things I've been a part of. We've seen some unusual like rally totems. There was the rally monkey back in Anaheim. I yep. think TCU has some rally hypnotic toad frog that they put up on the scoreboard. But I've never heard of a rally loaf of bread. So the game ends. And I'm holding the loaf, and people were trying to get the loaf from me. And I said, no, no, no. So I'm walking out, and Mike Grace, who's my, he's like the show runner, basically. He's my right-hand man, and I'm his right-hand man, basically. I work for him. And he Would tell- you be his left-hand man? Yeah, I'm his left-hand man. Okay. I'm his left. He says, uh, all right, I'll take that. I go, yeah, right, you're not taking it. He goes, well, what are you doing? I go, I'm taking it with me. And he goes, well, you have to bring it back. I go, I'll bring it back, and I'll bust it out when I need it. I'm not going to start the game with the rally loaf. The rally loaf will be there, but uh, dude, it worked. It absolutely worked. And so you it need was, to pick your moments. Like it's critical. You're down a couple goals. It's they rally, need a rally loaf. loaf and Holy crap! Woods pulls out the rally loaf. Seven goals in a row, Ben. It was unreal. If it works for the Seals, I expect to see it at Petco Park for the Padres next season as it's, well. In like a year, this thing's just stuffings <laughs> falling out of. I got duct tape on it. I'm carrying this giant loaf of bread with me everywhere I go. It was uh, special. The fans came out in in droves, and they were loud. And and the players, when the players are tweeting about it after, you know, it was really special. So I felt really good about it. 
Um, Drew Brees was out there, which was I cool. Saw that. Yeah. Did you uh, run into him? We met him, of course, at the uh, nope. at the Hall of Champions event uh, no. a year ago. I talked to Joe Ty though. He came up and banged on the glass and said hello. That's always a trip for me. Um, I asked him if I could borrow a million dollars. He didn't. He didn't answer. He probably couldn't hear me through the glass. Like, loan, give me a million dollars just to see if he would do it. It's he crazy. Did. You know multiple billionaires now. <laughs> it's pretty nuts, dude. It's pretty nuts. So it was a. It was so much fun. But I got home and just felt like I got hit by a truck. And then the whole next day, I felt like I got hit by a truck. I mean, it was it's so worth it. But I do wonder how my health is going to to uh, suffer uh, this season. But, yeah, I don't want any more of those games. It, while it was fun, I'd like to just drug somebody. You get a somebody. break. The next home game isn't in January 7th. Yeah, yeah. next month. Got a so while. you've got some time to recover. Polly, how about you? Good weekend? Yeah, nice, quiet weekend. Uh, got some things done Friday and Saturday before the rain. And then didn't do... A damn thing yesterday. We didn't either. It was it was well, pissing rain. Wife made rain. some like soup in the oh, big pot yesterday. What kind of just, soup? Uh, it's like a ground turkey, kidney bean, mm. bunch of stuff. Is it almost Onions. like a chili taco soup type? Kind of, but it's it's yeah, it's a soup more than like soup. a stew. It sounds more like a stew than a soup to me. It was it's soupy. It's soupy. But dude, the whole house, just the whole house smells smells like it. So good. Man, I woke up yesterday. And the first thing I thought is I should make some sort of stew or soup or chili, and I never did. I never did. But uh, I I yesterday was a really nice day. The kids were out of their mind, out of their mind, running around the house. You know, everyone's kind of penned up, so you couldn't really do much. But it was nice. So watched a little football and. Watched the hell out of some World Cup the day before. My God. My God, that was some exciting football uh, that went Never down Netherlands, the late oh, comeback, and then on. the penalty kick loss. Good Lord. England, Harry Kane missing a late penalty to tie it there up. Was, there, was, there was some quarterfinal drama, that's for sure. So many people said that's the greatest. Uh, probably Americans like me that check in on the World Cup. They're like, that's the greatest day of soccer I've ever team, uh, seen. Both teams coming down to penalty kicks. It's the most gut-wrenching thing I've ever watched, and I didn't have a dog in the fight whatsoever. Uh, but it was it was a really good sports weekend, so we'll get to that. want to get your takes on Xander and, and whatnot. And yeah, we'll have uh, some of the audio, if you missed it, from Friday afternoon. His welcome to San Diego press conference at Petco Park uh, at the bottom of the hour. Some new rumors this morning I saw involving your San Diego Padres oh, after God, a quiet free agent weekend. They may be pursuing uh, some more help here this offseason. Also, a former Padre now signs with the division rival. We'll give you that news. That came down very late last night. We'll I missed all that, of that until this very morning. You didn't Paulie see that until me. this morning. Yep. All right, so we'll have that for you when we come back. This segment of Ben and Woods brought to you by the Golf Mart as we get started on a Monday, our final week of the year. It is wet out there on the roadways. Be very careful. Let's start with our first check of traffic this morning and then get going until 10 o'clock with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
saw me standing by the wall, corner of a main street, and the lights are flashing on your windowsill. All alone ain't much fun, so you're looking for the thrill, and you know just what it takes and where to go. Don't say a prayer for me now, save it till the morning after. No, don't say a prayer for me now, save it till the morning after. Back on my uh, my covers, BS. For the uh, Daily Diddy theme, the last Daily Diddy week for Ben and Woods here in uh, 2022. And uh, discovered this the other day. Love the original, like, so much. One of the best songs ever recorded. And I saw this cover of Bob Moses doing it acoustic and piano. And I went, well, that's it for me. I've listened to this like 700 times in the last week. Isn't it fantastic? It is great. God, it's a great song bless. to begin with. Yeah. It's but a great song to begin well, yeah. with. Yeah. It's so good. There you go. All right. Daily Diddy theme. Last week of the year. More covers. Back covers. Love More covers. covers. Can't get enough. So, uh, yeah, I, I was surprised. Last night, uh, pretty late, around 11 or so, I think, uh, John Heyman tweeted out, deal for Sean Manaya is going to the San Francisco Giants two years $25 million with an opt-out, so I guess $12.5 million, and if he wants to run it back in 2024 for another 12 and a half, he can, or if he has a, a really good season, he can become a free agent and see if he can get even more on this wild, wild free agent market. Um, the guys are just absolutely breaking the bank uh, this offseason, and despite his struggles, an ERA nearly five, a war of negative 0.8, and that included a pretty decent first half for Sean Manaya. Yeah. That's how bad the second half was. After a fairly decent first half, he ended up with a negative 0.8 war for the season. Didn't hurt him too much. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if he had had a better year, he could have gotten even more. But that's not a bad consolation prize. $25 million for essentially coming off the worst season of your entire career last year with the Padres. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, it, the last two months of the year, Benny, he had about a 70 RA um, and just I, had lost his mechanics a little bit, couldn't get him back. And next thing you know, you know, he's just, he's persona non grata, you know, with, with Padre fans and, and the organization as well. He was, they were skipping him. They were using him out of the bullpen. And, you know, I, I looked at it this morning and there was a, a the slight pang of disappointment of, ah, crap, man, you hate to see a guy go, you know, to a division division rival, as it were, or, or at least a team in, in your same division, because we all have seen how that game usually plays uh, against the San Diego Padres. I expect him to shove next year. Don't expect the Giants to win uh, a ton more games than they won this year. Maybe maybe a few here and there, but they haven't done much to really improve their team. You know, Ryan Hanniger is going to be a, a decent improvement if he stays healthy. Manaya will certainly help bolster their rotation. Uh, but other than that, man, I, I looked at it, and my initial thought was, I, 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 I probably would have done twelve five for Sean Manaya, but I don't know. I mean, who, who, there's other guys out there we can look at. There's still trades to be made. Starting and to be less, though, at least there for is. That, that last starter. I mean, Kodai Senga went to the Mets over the weekend, five years, seventy five million, I think it was. Um, I mean, there are still a few pitchers out there, but. A lot of the names have uh, have been gobbled up 
on this uh, very fast free agent market, the winter meetings, really, there was a lot done last week. So, you know, Padres are, are not scraping the bottom of the barrel yet, but it's it's starting to get a little bit slim pickings. Did see some new uh, rumors this morning. I woke up to a Ken Rosenthal column in which he connected the Padres with a couple of catching possibilities still. Wasn't my first thought, um, but with everything else that's gone on, uh, Sean Murphy apparently still someone being talked about fairly heavily on the trade market. The a lot ask. of teams interesting, but yeah, it's a high the ask. The ask was like through the roof when I saw it. I can't remember what team he was attached to, but the ask was abs- it was like absurd. And he's a good catcher and a good player, but... Sweet Jesus, Ben! The the ask was like I think it was the Braves or something, and they were asking they were asking for the moon, and that's what you do. You ask for the moon, and you you take what you you know are comfortable with doing. But I saw that and I went, All right, I'm good, I'm good. Bring me Christian Vasquez uh, at and this that, time, and that's the other player that the Padres were connected with. A free agent uh, was traded from the Red Sox to the Astros, where he won a a World Series title as their as their backup, essentially. Uh, but had decent numbers. I mean, overall, 274, uh, just nine home runs. But uh, you know, a 315 OBP, 399 OPS. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be an all star necessarily with those numbers. But uh, you know, had some good seasons with the Boston Red Sox. Former teammate of Xander Bogarts as well. If you want to bring another Red Sox to town, so someone that the Padres are looking at as a potential catcher as well. For next season. Well, I'm excited about today's show too here because it's it's going to be baseball intensive certainly as it usually is. But Pete Abraham, who is the uh, beat writer for the Red Sox for the Globe, uh, he's going to he's going to call in at 7:35. We're going to talk to him about Xander, maybe Christian Vasquez as well, and really the over overarching thoughts about the Red Sox because you know while they had been fairly quiet and and losing Xander, I mean, did you guys see the story? I think it was in the Athletic about. Somebody that was in the airport yeah. with uh, Heim Bloom when the deal went down like and asked him about it, and he was like visibly shaken and was like, "I need, I need a minute," and then just kind yeah. of stared off into space when Xander ended up signing with the San Diego Padres. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the effect that Xander's going to have here in San Diego as a guy that's covered him, that's known him forever. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then our pal, one of the greatest, Casey Stern, going to join us at eight thirty-five. He's a Mets guy. He's a Mets guy at heart. He's very knowledgeable about baseball. If you're a Mets fan, I've seen this tweet going around a million times, and it actually, it's not even hater stuff. It's like, it's more of like, this makes sense. Did they really improve their team, or are they just plugging the holes with very similar players to what they lost, right? You lose DeGrom. You fill it with Verlander. You lose Bassett. You fill it with Senga. You lose this guy. You fill it with that you guy. Keep Nimmo you just for had Nimmo. You got you had Nimmo. You got Nimmo. Right? Like it's. Are you really that much better, or are you status quo? I mean, obviously, time will tell. But Casey, you know, is going to have some opinions on it. the The projected payroll right now for the New York Mets is like with that Cohen tax. It's like four hundred. Well, yeah. Remember dollars. when? Um, remember when? Uh, Jeff Morad once said the Padres payroll would start with a three, a three, as in like thirty million something. The Mets payroll is going to start with a three as well, as in over three hundred million. And as you said, when you factor in the highest level of taxation, uh, they could hit over four hundred million dollars in outlets. The crazy stat I saw yesterday: the Yankees could go out and sign like Carlos Correa. Carlos Radon and Andrew Benatendi for like state of the art deals and still have a lower payroll than the Mets. Still be below. Do right now. This tweet last night from 
Koozie Koos said uh, Mets spend eight hundred. Like one of those drink holders that keep right. you warm. Right. Mets spend eight hundred million in payroll. Media. Wow, this is great for baseball. Showing fans you want to win. Nimmo is worth every penny. Padres spend two fifty in payroll. Media. This type of spending is not sustainable. They will have to trade Tatis. Overpaid for Bogarts. Koozie, you nailed it. I mean, that's exactly what we're doing. And then this new bit that is complete, let's just throw complete conjecture out, Ben, um, on the timeline of, uh, look like the Padres were uh, the best offer for Kodai Senga, but he chose the Mets. That is completely false, and it's unsubstantiated at best. Um, Nobody knows. The Judge stuff, too, the Trey Turner stuff, is all done. It's all been casting the Padres in this terrible light, and I don't buy half of it, man. I really don't, and I, nor do I think that's some indictment on the San Diego Padres either. So uh, we can get into all that today, but it's going to be baseball heavy. So we have a good show planned, as you said. Our guests uh, coming up, all of them appear on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet Find New Roads can get into some football over the weekend. Uh, NFL finally had our first playoff clincher yesterday. The Philadelphia Eagles going to the postseason. The Chiefs nearly clinched their seventh straight division title, but the Chargers put that on hold last night. Uh, with uh, A lot of people thought it was a surprising win. Every single expert on NBC picked all the, had Dolphins, the Dolphins. Yeah. And the Chargers pretty much shut down Tua well, and their offense completely last night. They had uh, no one expecting that at SoFi Stadium. They had 15 guys injured. I mean, Collinsworth yeah. even said they're doing this against a bunch of backups, and they still can't move the ball. The Dolphins were terrible, in Tua in particular. Probably their worst game of the season. Really, but, really bad. Uh, put the Chargers back at least for temporarily in the last playoff spot in the AFC, although the Patriots can... Flip it around uh, with a win tonight on Monday Night Football. So we'll get into some football as well. But when we come back, Xander Bogart's new Padre, uh, some of what he had to say Ooh. on Friday afternoon. And I love Welcome uh, to Petco Park Ooh. and some more thoughts on the big move from last week. Ben Woods on a Monday morning on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Because the leaves don't change, yeah. Hot garden Some of it, I'm sure, right, Benny? The Xander presser. 
Just a little bit. Yeah. But I'm actually looking forward to hearing in a little more detail what I missed on Friday while I was golfing. You no, know, he's one of those guys, like, and I think the the pervasive attitude around these parts has been, man, a pretty great player, I think. I just don't know much about him. I didn't get to see him. I didn't get to hear him much. And uh, I, I knew a little bit about him, Ben. But then, man, he takes the stage on, on Friday. Fantastic. Fantastic. You listen to him talk. And, and, again, I know it's a press conference, and guys usually put their best foot forward. But I think he's got the uh, the hardware, certainly, to back it up. And, and I think he's got the numbers to back it up, too. I, I don't know how you watch that presser and you come away feeling anything less than ecstatic that he's here. It's almost, I guess my feeling was a little bit, is it too good to be true? I mean, why would a team like the Red Sox not bring that guy back? They should have plenty of money to do so. They've had plenty of time to get to know him. But this is the same team that also traded away Mookie Betts, right. which made no sense whatsoever. And now it, it feels like they've done it again. There's nothing There's nothing you don't like about Xander Bogarts. Now, you can argue that yeah, you're paying him a lot of money and, and he's probably going to be your your third or fourth best player in your lineup, maybe? I mean, fine. That doesn't really matter. When you when it push comes to shove, he makes the Padres lineup much better and much deeper. Yeah. And we talked about this well, a little bit last week. Save that question. Save that exact same question for Pete Abraham from the Globe, who's going to join us uh, in less than an hour. He will, he will have the answer to that, Ben, because he covers this team. He knows... You know, if, if there's a plan in Boston that that Heim Bloom has for that team, he knows what the plan is. I'm still not absolutely certain what it is, and and I, I do wonder. You know, I think with a player of his caliber, with Mookie's caliber, there was a window that both of those guys would have re-signed. And we've heard about Xander's window. I think it was last spring training, and the offer that they offered him was a joke. And so he's like, all right, forget it. I'm going to play it out, and we'll, I'm going to go to free agency. Same thing with Mookie. There was a window they could have signed him in to keep him in in Boston for the rest of his career. They dropped the ball. There's no other way to look at it than is that they dropped the ball. Do the Padres still have some holes in their lineup? Yeah, absolutely. They haven't, and I don't think they're done yet. But we talked about this last week when the pursuit of Trey Turner and then Aaron Judge kind of became public. If Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back as any semblance of the Fernando Tatis Jr. we saw, and you've got Tatis, Soto, Machado, and now Bogarts batting one, two, three, four, likely in any any order, essentially every team is going to have to go through that part of the order every other inning. Yeah, you know you're going to get a couple guys on base, so I mean you're going to have to face a murderer's row every. Other inning yeah. for 162 games, essentially, against the San Diego Padres. Well, 142 games with right. Tatis coming back. But, yes, st- it's still, if you told me you get those four guys at the top of your lineup for 142 games, I like my chances. I, I do. I like my chances very much. And it's not as though you have to win every game 10-9 to 9 either. You probably could if you had to, but you should still have a really good pitching rotation uh, anchored by some great guys at the top. The Padres are going to be a very difficult team to face in 2023, which is what 
I love. We're going to hear some of that audio from Xander Bogarts first. I'm uh, going to check traffic this hour on 97.3 The Fan, brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCOVID19.com. Let's see what's going out on the rainy roadways with Kelly Danik. I think we were asking last week at the winter meetings, uh, where's Don Orsillo? Well, he was just waiting for his moments to emerge when he could be reunited with his former Red Sox like are they? They feel like they're like best buds. They're buds. Like, they, yeah, like they're truly Don, like know, buddies. Don, Don, they were. He was beloved there. And again, I know that that was that was before the. I believe it was before. And Hein Bloom has nothing to do with the the announcers, but that was Red Sox ownership and everything else that let Don, you know, walk out the door. Did not give him a contract. And again, I put him on the Mount Rushmore of Red Sox boners. That they have made. It's Babe Ruth, Don Orsillo, Mookie Betts, and now Xander Bogarts uh, really completes a nice little nice little Mount Rushmore of uh, Red Sox they let get away. So Orsillo, the master of ceremonies, introduced the dignitaries on Friday. Let's start with Peter Seidler, the man, and A.J. Preller, the man with the plan, introducing Xander Bogarts and uh, the opening comments from their news conference. Well, we've talked a little bit, but this is my great opportunity to formally welcome Xander to the Padres organization. I've heard from so many people in the past um, several days about your character um, as a fan of yours and as a fan of baseball and somebody that's watched you perform at the highest level in the biggest moments. Uh, welcome to San Diego. This is a city that's headed towards its first world championship ever. Um, we're doing everything we can to um, push that towards a reality. And then one of these years, hopefully soon, the baseball gods, I believe, are going to smile on this beautiful city. So welcome. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to AJ. I think uh, when we first started, um, the process was in right around Thanksgiving. I called Scott. I, I, and talked about his free agent players. I don't think he was quite expecting us to talk about Xander out of the, out of the group based on maybe the roster construction that we had, et cetera. But uh, I think as we got into that first conversation and, and talked about, you know, our team uh, being a team, you know, that, uh, that we feel, feel good about and a team right on, the, right on the cusp of a championship last year, you know, looking for that right fit, that right piece to get us over the, over the top. And, um, you know, talking about you know the type of hitters, the type of players, and that that you need if you're going to win championships. True, you know, two three hole type type hitters, uh, versatile two way uh, type position players, and I think especially the the, the makeup component that we uh, that that we focused on knowing our players and, and and the group that we have in the clubhouse, which is a you know a talented uh, tough group that is looking to take another step, and how that fit uh, with, with Xander and his experiences. Um, you know, I think we, we do a lot of homework overall, and, and this is a process really, you know, over the last year, kind of waiting for Xander's free agency from our pro scouting group. So I um, I saw over the weekend, you'd agree, Scott Boris, whether you, you like him or not, you know, he's pretty much the name when it comes to agents, especially in baseball. Yep. Usually gets his clients absolute top dollar, so he's got to be doing something right. He actually said over the weekend, we need to do a better job of figuring out A.J. Preller and what what he wants to do. He's already a giant fan of A.J. Preller, but the fact that Scott Boris was caught flat-footed on the interest in one of his own clients with a team in Major League Baseball, I mean, 
you know, you pro- there's only 30 of them, and you probably start with, all right, let's you start with everybody's you start interested. start with seven, eight. Everybody's interested, right? So, well, not the Padres. They've already got a shortstop. They've got that, three. That even his own agent didn't realize that the Padres would be interested. That's how unpredictable A.J. Preller has become, not just for fans, media, other teams, but even the agents, the guys who should be right there pr- pr- pushing their clients forward, didn't even think that A.J. Preller would be interested in Xander Bogarts. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I, I, again, we've gotten conditioned a little bit the opposite way here to not be surprised, to not be surprised at all uh, with, with what they do. And again, getting the, the thumbs up from Peter Seidler to go out and make that deal. And, you know, we talked about it, Benny, you were out, but Paulie and I talked about it a lot. And I, I you know, bringing the best players in and kind of figuring out where they're going to go, having some flexibility um, is good. And, and look, brass tacks. Brass tax. He's a nice insurance policy in case something happens that we don't want to talk about. Right? I mean, getting a guy like Xander Bogarts in to um, do more than just fill a role somewhere. I mean, there are there are a couple of things looming for the San Diego Padres. Not going to surprise me if they manage to figure it all out financially for Manny and Juan Soto. It's not. But it's also not going to surprise me if it doesn't go our way. So stockpiling good players for a pretty... You have a. I would say your run now is at, okay. Very bottom. You have a one year run. This is the this is the year you are balls out going for it. Yeah, because there's no opt outs. The guys that are here now are going to be here the entire year unless somebody's moved at the deadline or something. This is the the run. So getting him for this year, great. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm going to be sixty, almost sixty years old. You and I, Ben, when his contract expires. Who knows if we even make it, man? So what do I care? Go get the best players available. And now with Soto and Bogarts, you've brought in guys with a combined three championship rings as well to help set that tone. Let's hear a little bit, some opening comments from Xander Bogarts, the man himself, from Friday. Hi, guys. Uh, I'll start off by saying thank you, obviously, to Mr. Peter, uh, AJ, uh, for showing uh, the strong interest and Obviously, they were very straightforward from the beginning. Uh, I want to thank the Lord also to start off with, uh, just guiding me to this path. Obviously, it was different, you know, and uh, it was one that was very exciting, very, very fun, nervous. Uh, I mean, I, I did it all uh, to that process. Uh, my family back at home. It happened so quick that I mean, they couldn't come on a flight because it's a little too far from Aruba for them to reach in time. So I really thank them for the support throughout all the years and obviously in this process. Uh, Scotty B over here, thank you. Mike Fiore, I see you there. Uh, thank you guys for Boris Corp just always uh, being there uh, and uh, getting it done, you know, as you guys always do. Uh, looking forward to uh, playing here for the rest of my career. I saw Don as soon as I came in and it was, haven't seen him in a while, so that was definitely, uh, I was definitely ha- happy to, to see him. Uh, it's been a while. Always a fan of him, just, just doing the games on TV and stuff like that. And also, I see Pete over there. I mean, I've seen him throughout my career. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this, man. I'm really excited. And uh, San Diego was my first All-Star game uh, back in 2016. So definitely, I uh, I envision myself possibly maybe being here, you know, one day. But after they got Tati, so I was a little unsure. I was like, that, that doesn't fit, you know. So, but here I am, you know. Uh, it's crazy how how the world works, and and everything happens for a reason. So I'm excited to be here. 
Nice to see that Xander Bogarts does what I did my entire life, romanticize the city that you're in. You ever travel somewhere and go, you look around, you're like, I could see. The first time I went to San Francisco, I looked around, I went, I could I could live here. I could do this, right? Uh, Xander Bogarts did the exact same thing when he came here for the All-Star game. How could you not? You look around and go, well, this is pretty fantastic. This is a pretty fantastic place to be. Um, I loved what he said. Paulie, do you have the baseball struck stuff? This is phenomenal. Uh, what sold him on San Diego? Yeah. Baseball struck, man. 24-7 baseball. Uh, I grew up like that, God, watching that. baseball games, uh, scoring baseball games like some of you guys might do uh, growing up, watching a lot of baseball on TV. Uh, TBS had the the, the, the the Atlanta Braves. Andrew Jones was playing at that time, so I was locked into that every night. Uh, WGN had the Cubs, so I mean, I know pretty much every, every guy on that team, and Sunday night baseball was mostly Red Sox, Yankees back then. You know, now it's now it's different. Now you have Dodgers, Padres, or, or Cubs and Cardinals. So it it it, it variates. But I mean, I'm just huge into baseball, 24/7. After I play baseball games, I uh, go back home and continue watching baseball. Nah. Uh, I mean, not necessarily of myself, but just watching my other peers, guys nah. that I've played with or against. That I mean, I'm I'm a fan of. So that's my favorite part of the entire the entire thing and I don't know why it surprises me so but it does because I do think you've got major league baseball players and it's it's like anything whatever you do for a living he eats it he sleeps it he breathes when he gets done with a game he goes in to watch you know baseball tonight and highlights and check and see how his buddies are doing and watches the game he loves the game when he was calling back to Josh Hader he goes, yeah, you know, we got Josh Hader here, and I know he struggled when he got here. He really finished the year strong. He was sitting at home watching the playoffs. I, I think we'd all be surprised at the percentage of players that don't. Well, and I think that's one of the things that the Padres now four superstars have in common. I mean, Manny Machado is, uh, you know, just all about baseball. Baseball rats. Just the, the nuance of it. Juan Soto, uh, even Tatis. You hear the stories about him growing up and all he wanted to do, play baseball that's all it. the time. They're just four Baseball lifers, baseball rats. And I, I want to, well, we'll play some more audio later. I do want to make the point that even for uh, $280 million, and clearly the best offer blew him away, you know, you have to say yes. It's still a leap of faith massive for Xander Bogarts to, to jump all the way across the country into an unfamiliar setting. Yeah, a beautiful, exciting, promising, unfamiliar setting, but a very unfamiliar setting. He said, I went to an all-star game here. That's all he really knew about San Diego, the organization, and what he had watched on television. It's a big leap of faith for him to make that jump, and not just to make the jump for a year or two, but for 11 years with a no-trade clause going, this is it, this is where I'm going to end my career here in San Diego, in this town that I visited like once in my life. That's a that's a big leap of faith that Xander Bogart's made on this town this fan base in the San Diego Padres. Yeah, the cash, the cash helps. You of know, course. the cash helps, and and it's it's more than he was going to get in Boston. So, I'm excited he's here. Um, I think he's going to fit in perfectly. I think he's going to be a guy a lot of guys look to. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll remind you how you can uh, put your name in or put a needy family's name in for a five hundred dollar gift card from Ben and Woods this week. We'll also get back to some take on Woods after a week off. Chance to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. Haven't played in a while. All coming up next on The Fair.